Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. This question was submitted during one of our Ask Me Anything series. The question is from Daniel Briggs. Daniel wrote, uh, there is a leadership position available at my company. I want to apply for it, but I'm worried I'm not a fit because I'm naturally a shy person. My question is, can you be a leader and be shy? Well, Daniel, you asked the right guy. You see, I'm a leader, been one professionally for 30 plus years, and based on results, I have to assume a pretty good one. And I am very shy. I know it doesn't seem like it since I talk very openly and gregariously with you here each morning, but out there in the wild, I'm quite shy. Let me give you another excellent example of this. Doug Conant is somebody I got to know and know a lot about. Doug climbed up the corporate totem pole through General Mills, Kraft Foods, and then became president of Nabisco. Then he was president and CEO of Campbell Soup Company for 10 years. He turned them around from near failure to getting them back on top uh, after his tenure. Doug admits that he is what he called, quote unquote, an extreme introvert. He is painfully shy as he describes himself. When Doug was fired from General Mills and was interviewing for new jobs, his outplacement counselor told him, quote, you're never gonna get another job, you're too shy. You only answer the questions that you're being asked. You're not selling yourself, said the counselor with intense frustration. The counselor said, when I read your bio, it's obvious that you are a committed and valuable contributor, yet you show up in a way that is so reserved and shy. You have to figure out how to stand out. Well, Doug wasn't sure what to do. He knew that his introversion was causing him to be a horrible interviewee, and he knew that there was not much that he could do about being shy. That's just who he was. But he knew he needed to do something. He knew he needed to get some help. So here's what he decided to do. When he'd go on an interview, the receptionist who greeted him warmly or the person who graciously showed him to the interviewer or any pleasant conversation or person that he met along the way, and of course the interviewers themselves, after the interviews were done, he'd go to a coffee shop nearby and he'd hand write thank you notes to everybody that he just met. And then he'd go back, give the notes to the, to the receptionist with a coffee and ask uh, him or her to please deliver the notes to each person that same day. He would thank each person for something specific and distinctive about them in each card or a detail about their interaction. Doug reported, people were floored. He said some people told me they had never received a handwritten note from anybody, particularly at the office. Now, the next time Doug walked into the building for further interviews, he said people would find their way to him. They'd ask him who he was meeting with this time and offer helpful suggestions. Oh, let me tell you about them. Here's what their hot buttons are. Here's what I know that they're looking for, etc." He said, I found people went out of their way wanting to help me. And Doug said, I was just writing a thank you note because I really needed and I genuinely appreciated the help. This not only helped Doug get his next job when his counselor said he'd never get one again, it continued to elevate him up all through the corporate ladder, all the way to the corner office in the sky and one of the most esteemed CEOs of our lifetime. Doug continued to write those thank you letters. He would write, this is no joke, 10 to 20 a day six days a week. During his 10-year stint at Campbell's alone, it's estimated that he wrote over 30,000 thank you notes. Here is why he said, 
most leaders are trained to look for what's not working, what's going wrong, which is understandable. That's part of their job is to find and fix the problems. But in every organization at any time, eight out of 10 things are going right. But everybody's usually just focused on the two wrong things. No one was ever talking about what was going right, said Doug. He said, this practice of looking for what's also, not at the sacrifice of fixing problems, mind you, going right, finding contributions of real significance that were reinforcing our values and plans and acknowledging those contributions, he said, it had a profound impact on people and ultimately the performance of our organization. Doug found the more he acknowledged the contributions of others, the more they contributed and the higher he rose in the ranks and the better the organizations did under his leadership. Campbell's was a perennial winner of Gallup's Great Workplace Award under Doug's leadership. He was loved and adored by his 20,000 employees. Most any office that you'd walk into, you'd see personal handwritten, a handwritten card from Doug thumbtacked to cubicle walls. I tell you Doug's story to have you understand Leadership is not about being gregarious, being extroverted. It's not about making rousing stump speeches and putting on captivating performances. Leadership is about people. They just want somebody to believe in them. And guess what? Who do they believe in? The one who believes in them. The one who sees them, sees their uniqueness, sees their effort, sees their contributions and makes them feel important. What I advise Daniel and everybody like Daniel is get into our hero's journey, leadership development journey. Anyone can grow into a leader, no matter your personality type. You only need to know how. It is a developed skill like anything else. Having a leadership position and title and not having the proper training, I call leadership malpractice and it can cause serious injury. I know many of us, have suffered under an ill-equipped leader, manager, or boss before. In leadership, you are operating on the heart and most attempt to do it with a hatchet and then wonder why there's such a bloody mess around them. You wouldn't get into the cockpit of a plane and attempt to fly it with the lives of passengers aboard without being a trained pilot, would you? But many people step into leadership or management positions with people's lives and livelihoods on board just the same. Anyway, the choice is yours. Just know, shy or not, that will not be your limitation to becoming a great leader. I hope that that helped you and other shy people with us here today. Hey, Darren Daily On Demand listeners, producer Mariana here. In today's episode, Darren shared some profound guidance on being a leader in the modern age. And he specifically mentioned his leadership development program, Hero's Journey. Hero's Journey is a year-long growth adventure for those who are serious about being a positive change maker in their family, team, or community. Like founding member of Hero's Journey, Beth Sanchez, who told us that being part of Hero's Journey has challenged her to stretch farther. Or fellow founding member, Brenda Benthal, who said, there is no way to express how valuable the Hero's Journey is. It's changing my life module by module. Hero's Journey is about to launch again with a new class. Go to heroesjourney.com to get in on the wait list and be notified when it becomes available. And I'll see you there.